Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Welcome, everyone. It is Saturday, September the 17th, 2022. It is currently 5.44 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Now, I want you to imagine that you, that you are the owner of a corporation or of a business, right? And you've got all of these workers, right? And you need everyone working together. You, you need there to be a sense of unity that everyone is working together. And just say that there was one particular thing, one particular thing, that for some weird reason, even though it was a, a major part of your corporation, a major part of your business, it, it's right there. In some ways, you could say it's central to it. But this one thing continues to be the source, the cause of massive amounts of division, disunity, conflict, fighting, arguing, anger, frustration, and it just, no matter what you do, no matter how you try to say, no, 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 guys, 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 stop, stop, stop fighting about, no, 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 stop arguing about that. This is important to the, to the corporation. This is, this is important to the business. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. But no matter how many times you try, no matter, no matter how many meetings you held, no matter how many principles and advice you gave them, this one thing just kept causing problems and conflict and causing disunity and division. And, and you're just, you're like, what do you do? Well, if you own that business, you own that corporation, what would you do? What would you do? I mean, honestly, like, would you, would you say, okay, that's it. We've got to get rid of this. this. This thing is doing more damage than it's doing good to the corporation, to the, to the business. This is going, go, this is going to be the downfall. This is going to split this business a hundred different ways. We've got, we've got to get rid of this, this thing that, that the, the danger to the corporation, the danger to the business is not our competition. It's not this, it's not the government. It's not taxes. It's not, no, the danger to this corporation, the danger to this business is this thing that's inside the business that is just causing complete disunity, distraction, division, fighting, arguing. It the whole the entire harmony of the corporation and the business is being systematically destroyed. I think you would have to say we got to get rid of that thing. It may be central. It may be the focus, but we've got to get rid of it because if we keep it here, it's going to destroy us from within. It's going to be the downfall of us. We can't keep operating under these kind of circumstances. I think most would agree that is what we should do. What if I was to tell you that inside the church, 
inside the church. We've been talking and we've been searching in this series for enemies within the church. And we listened to a lot of audio of someone pointing out enemies within the church that made absolutely no sense. And I gave you what I believe the first enemy within the church, and that's you and me. We, we are the enemy within the church because we are sinners and that sinful nature manifests itself a hundred different ways. The greatest threat to the church is not anything outside the church. It's us. It's you and me. Now, I really hoped that would spark much conversation, but it feels that either people thought, nah, that's just too on the nose. That's that. No, nobody seemed to either have a, oh, I think that was really good or that was really bad. It just seemed like nobody thought it was even significant enough to address. But I, I still think we need to talk about that. We are the enemy within the church. We are the enemy. We can put up all the walls. We can put up guard towers. We can get the best weapons. And we're like, we're going to fight Hollywood. We're going to fight liberalism. We're going to fight the federal government. We're gonna, we've got to protect ourselves. Well, while you're protecting yourself and locking the door, you may want to look around. You may want to grab a mirror because there's the enemy. But what if I was to tell you that inside the church, there is one thing that is causing conflict and division and disunity and fighting and arguing and that it is the source of our problems and it's inside the church. Would, would you, would you agree to that? Would you go, Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you're right. I, I, I can think of that one thing. I know what you're talking about. I have a feeling nobody has what I have in mind here. And I know what I'm getting ready to do is going to spark some controversy, but you gotta let me, you gotta let me try to play this out. You gotta let me try to, to work this illustration out because I think there's something to it. If I owned a business and there was one thing, I hold, I'm holding here a bottle of water. If this one thing set in a sense in the lobby of my business, of my corporation, and that thing was causing problem, division, fighting, arguing, I, I, I think I would just say, hey, send in a crew, get rid of it. Take it out. That's it. That's just, that's it. You know how it works as a parent. Look, guys, if y'all can't get along with that, if y'all can't play together with that, I'm getting rid of the toy. I'll get rid of the video game system. I'll get rid of the toy. I'll get rid of whatever it, because, because I'm not going to let this object create friction and destroy the harmony within the home. That's got to go because obviously I can't get rid of both of you. You're my kids. But that one thing, that's it. That's going. That's going because I can't, we can't, we can't continue this way. What if I was to tell you there's one thing in the church? You know what it is? I'm holding it. I'm holding it. What if I was to tell you? That it's the Bible. What if I was to tell you? It's the word of God. No, no, some of you are like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. He's lost it. He's just jumped the shark. He's telling us to, that the church needs to get rid of the word of God. No, 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 no. Just listen to me. I'm saying that in any other situation, whatever the thing is, we would get rid of it. If it's our kids fighting over it, whatever, we'd be like, it's got to go. But in the church, I think the very thing that causes all the division and fighting makes the church so weak is literally the very word of God. It's what we can't agree on. It's what we fight over. It's what there's never ending struggle and combat and dis and no 
just to go on and on and on and on and on. It's the very thing people sometimes misuse to hurt people. It's the thing people use to justify themselves. It's the thing they use to condemn other people. It's the things they use to justify wanting people to die. Literally, we'll take the word of God and say, well, these people should die. It's the thing that we use for everything. It's the word of God. So think of all the conflict and issues and church splits and denominational splits and fighting and division. How much of it comes down to, no, I think the Bible says this. No, I think the Bible says this. No, I think it's like a bunch of children. You're like, look, 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 look. If you can't get along, I'm taking it from you. I'm taking it from you. I'm taking it. Y'all can't, y'all obviously can't handle it. You can't. We got 2,000 years of church history, and the only thing I think we can honestly say is the church can't handle the word of God. Now, I know that in a sense that was the Catholic argument. If you put the word of God in everyone's hands, you're going to have spiritual anarchy. You're going to have spiritual chaos because they're going to do whatever they want with it. Well, in a roundabout way, there was some truth to that. And I know when I say that people lose their minds, but look at everything that's happened since the Protestant Reformation. We can't handle it. We, we can't, we don't know what to do with it. So is it possible that the first enemy within the church is us and the second enemy within the church is the word of God? Now, I'm not saying we throw out us, right? I'm not saying, okay, people are the enemy within the church. Get rid of all the people and there'll be no enemy within the church. I'm obviously not saying that. And I'm obviously not saying throw out the word of God. I'm not saying that we should do that. But what I am saying is while we're worrying about, oh, they're trying to take away our relig religious freedoms. It's, oh, no, Disney and FX made an animated show about the son of the Antichrist. Oh, no, it's demonic. What are we going to like all the things we yell and scream and get upset about? In the meantime, church has got a million problems because of the people inside of it, not the people in Hollywood making an animated show that's going to be on Hulu. Okay, not the Disney made a movie called Red and everyone's losing their minds. No, 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 no. The issue is us inside the church. And secondly, all the problems stem from this book, the word of God, the Bible. Now, I know I'm not in any way saying it's not the word of God. Obviously, I believe it's the word of God. I believe it's inerrant. It's infallible. It's inspired. I believe all of those things. So someone's going to misunderstand, but we can't deny that all we do is fight about it and argue about it. And disagree about it. Look, think about all the things we don't agree with when it comes to the word of God. Do we agree on the system of hermeneutics that should be used? No. The average Christian doesn't even know the system of hermeneutics, but yet guess what they do? They run around and say, this is what it means. This is what it means. This is what, it, well, if they don't even know the system of hermeneutics, yet they tell you what it means. The, the Bible is used to condemn people, to excuse. I mean, it is just insane. So if we're the enemy, and in a roundabout way, the Bible is the second enemy, then the question becomes, what can you and I do to, how can we say this? alleviate the threat of those two enemies. Now, we, I'm not saying get rid of people, but I think we, look, we can't do anything until we acknowledge, man, I'm the problem. I'm the enemy. It's what's inside of me. I'm the greatest, I think the greatest threat to your spiritual life is you. 
And some people say the greatest, the greatest threat to, to, the, to the lives of Christian men is pornography. No, the greatest threat to the, the lives of Christian men are Christian men, okay? Those other things may be there to cause us problems, but the problem really starts inside of me. So, I, so I, to, to work on how I can let myself not be the enemy to destroy Christianity and destroy my own Christian life is to first start with the acknowledgement that the problem is me and focus on me. But I think, secondly, we have to acknowledge we have a Bible problem. We have a Bible problem. I think we do. Like, there's a part of me says, but there's all these Bible studies and all these Bible groups get together. I, I understand that, but... When the disagreement starts, it's going to come down to the Word of God. When the disagreement starts, it's going to come down, nope, I don't believe the Bible teaches that. Nope, I think you're wrong. Nope, I'm going to leave. I'm going to go to another church because I don't believe in how you interpret the Scriptures. You're wrong. I'll go find another church. And they're like, they'll just, boom, gone. The Word of God... As this, as in a sense, the enemy to harmony, to unity, to agreement. What can we do? What can we do so that we, the Bible becomes less of an enemy and be what it should be, which is our food, our treasure. It should be that which we, we cherish, we love, we read, we study, we memorize. I'd love to get your thoughts on this. I mean, there's there's just no, I know immediately there's going to be some pushback. Like, I can't believe you're saying the Bible is the enemy. I'm saying the Bible is the enemy in as, so, in as far as much or as far as much as we we interact with it. I, I know the ultimate issue is us, but we've got, we, 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 there's the word of God in a sense in the middle, middle of the lobby. It, it, it causes problems. So how, what do we do? Now you can say, well, we just need to submit ourselves to it. Everyone claims they submit themselves to it. Everyone does. All right, so that's not a solution. Now I do believe, I do believe there needs to be some kind of universal agreement on what hermeneutic we use. And the people in the pew actually need to know the hermeneutic. It's, I get so tired of, you know, well, well, my, my hermeneutic is the historical grammatical. Okay, well, wonderful. But the people in your church don't even know what that is, can't even spell it, don't even understand. They've got to understand it. I, I think the average Christian sitting in the pew can't study it. They don't even know how to study it. And even if they can memorize a couple of points in a Bible study method, they never actually use it in any meaningful way. Then they, then they only go find sermons that agree with how they already think, so then they think that they're already right. I, I, it drives me crazy when I'll get someone, so can you give me some pastors I should listen to, or can you give me some Christian, po or you can't give me some commentaries? Listen to anything, read anything. Your job should be that you are equipped enough that you can read that you've studied, you can study the Bible on your own. So when you ever you hear different perspectives, you can take those perspectives and then do an actual study of that particular text that they're talking about and figure out what it actually says. 
but they just, I just want to be able to listen to people telling me what I'm supposed to believe and just agree with it. No, no, no. You need to be someone who cares. I mean, if the word of God is for us, the individual and not just for the church, in other words, we'll reject the Catholic concept that the Bible in a sense belongs to the church, but the Bible belongs to every one of us. Then to have it comes a great responsibility. You're going to know how to read it. You're going to know how to study it. You need to be memorizing it. You need to be meditating on it. I mean, you have all these responsibilities. Christians love to have the Bible and they love to tell everyone what the Bible means, but they don't care about doing what it would require to tell anyone what it means. Two enemies, us, people, humans, fallen, right? however you want to classify number one. And number two, is it, could it be the word of God? Now, if I'm an enemy, I'm not saying uh, everyone should leave. So what do we do to, to, in a sense to keep us from doing enemy-like damage to the church? And number two, if the Bible, in a sense, is that object that's creating all the fighting and arguing and division, what can we do to minimize, in a sense, the Bible almost having an unintended consequence of being an enemy to the very church, which would say the word of God is central? You know, sola scriptura, the word of God is our final authority. And the per- and the three people who just left your church last week would tell you the Bible is the final authority. They just believe your interpretation of that book is that you got you you misunderstood the final authority, but they understood the final authority. I think this is something we need to talk about. Now, remember, I gave everyone out and I gave you all the opportunities. Give me the three enemies within the church. Give me the three enemies within the church. And everyone had some interesting ones. I'm not saying people have it, but obviously I'm going in a direction because I think all the enemies within the church are sitting in the pew. And guess what? They're holding a Bible. So you got people sitting in the pew holding a Bible and between the people and the Bible itself, there's nothing but problems and conflict and fighting and arguing and disagreement and it just never ends and it never ends and it never ends. And in some ways it's ripping the church in a million pieces. Logically, well, I, I won't even use that word. Just, I think in one sense, you would think all Christians believe the Bible Right? other than you know, liberal, liberal, liberal denominations that have abandoned the word of God. But evangelical, even anything close to considering themselves biblical or, or, or you know, in line with historical Christianity will hold up a Bible saying, this is the word of God. So you would think since so many millions of Christians say the Bible is the authority, the Bible is the word of God, the Bible is inspired, we say all of these wonderful things about it. You would think, since we're all using the exact same source of authority, that it would produce unity, but the reality is it has produced such disunity. How can we all have the same book, the same authority, all believe that it's from God, but we can't agree on anything else? That means the Bible becomes that very source of, of the problem. It becomes the very thing that, it, that is, in a sense, tearing the church apart from the inside. 
And again, I know exactly what you would do. You may even do it this evening or you'll do it tomorrow. Your kids will be fighting back and forth over something. No, no, I'm going to play with it. No, it's my turn. No, it's my turn. No, no, that's it. Give it to me. Nobody's playing with it. I'm getting rid of it because you guys cannot work together with this thing. I'm not going to let it destroy the family peace because you can't get along with it. You know you would do that. If you own a corporation or a business, you're like, whoa, whoa, man, we got to get rid of that. That is just, that's tearing everything apart. Well, here we are. Tomorrow is Sunday. People will pick up this book, the word of God. I wonder how many sermons will be preached and how many people will sit in the pew and say the pastor was wrong. Pastor was wrong. Disagree, 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 disagree. Sometimes the disagreement will be nothing more than words spoken after church. Many cases in a very slanderous and derogatory way, showing no respect to the pastor himself, because in many cases, they'll never call the pastor to actually have words about it. But I wonder how many and how that maybe it'll be the sermon tomorrow. Give it a month, two months, three months, four months. Those people are gone. They're leaving the church. And it'll come down to this, the word of God. I mean, we've talked about the story, the horrible story where a woman says, hey, I got to separate from my husband. He's, you know, there's, there's, there's abuse going on in the family. And then she, she separates from the husband, goes to do some church, quote unquote, counseling, they, told, they basically tell her, you got to get back with your husband. She's like, no. And they are like, okay, well, you're going to be excommunicated. She gets excommunicated. They would do all of this saying they're doing this on the basis of the authority of God's word. She gets excommunicated. Come to find out the husband is not just physically abusing, sexually abusing the children. He goes to prison. She still remains excommunicated. They never apologize. They never lift the excommunication and then turn around and support the husband who's in prison, almost like he's a missionary of the church. You can't make this stuff up. The church would have said they were operating and following the word of God, the Bible, the Bible. And she would have been like, no, what the Bible would condemn what these men have done, all claiming that they're on the side of scripture. Everyone claiming it. Now you say, well, the enemy then is us. It's not the Bible. I'm, look, I, I'm just saying, because I want you to just really think this through. Yes, the problem is always us. I understand that. We're the enemy. We're The number one enemy in the church is everyone sitting in the pew. But it's just interesting that the, the one thing that you think would bring unity and bring that we, hey, we have the word of God in common. That's what we have in common. It's the very object that just blows everything up. Why? What do we do to minimize that? I'm just going to leave it there. You can email me your thoughts, newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. I am not saying the church is to get rid of the word of God, downplay the word of God, minimize the word of God. You, If you've listened to my teaching, you know that is absolutely ridiculous. I believe we should be preaching more of the word of God, teaching more. I believe churches should get rid of all the other nonsense and be more about focusing on the preaching and teaching of God's word. But when we're talking about enemies within the church, I'm trying to focus on that, which nobody ever wants to even consider, think about, or talk about, because we're always looking for these things that I think are our, you know, Christian boogeymen that we've created. 
I can't wait to get your thoughts on this. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Three enemies within the church. I don't know if I'm going to give you three, but I've given you two. I'm really trying to spark you thinking about this. And, uh, well, let me know. All right, thanks for listening. God bless.